You're listening to the Morning Punch and Show with RBNJ live and direct for more cities and at Instagram models bio. Get ready for some boxing talk on the clock. Let's face it, you're not working and somebody's got to pay for the Wi-Fi. Good morning, buenos dias. This is RBNJ. This is the Morning Punch and Show, the most unpredictable, unscripted, but always real morning boxing talk show in the game. Today is Monday, July 10th, 2017. Our guest today will be WBC lightweight champion Mikey Garcia and Tevin Farmer. Let me properly introduce my partner in crime, creator and founder of BadCulture.net, contributor for Black Sports Online, Jay LaBeouf. What's good, Jay? What's good, RB? Good morning, everybody. Happy Monday. It is time for another crazy show, another crazy fight week, and we are live and ready to be with you. Since we have such a jam-packed show this morning, we're skipping the hot question, and we're just going to jump right into today's show. But don't let that stop you from hitting us on Twitter. If you got questions for Mikey Garcia and Tevin Farmer or me, RB, and Jake Donovan, shoot your questions to us and use the official morning show hashtag TMPS. So we'll see your responses. Right back to you, RB. It's a light morning. All right. Well, there weren't. Yeah, well, there wasn't many fights this past weekend, so we're probably going to go right into Jake's take this morning. But we do want to play some Know It or Blow It this week. Last week, we ran out of time. So we said this week we would try to bring on two callers to play our boxing trivia game. Call 718-508-9852. Press 1, and that's how we will see you light up in the switchboard telling us that you want to play Know It or Blow It and win free gifts from 4AMA.com. Um so make sure you call, make sure you play with us. Um, today, we're going to talk a little bit about Floyd Mayweather, and he filed this big lawsuit against the IRS. We're going to talk about that. But we want to bring on Jake Donovan. Um, the World Boxing Super Series draft happened over the weekend, and he was all over it. So we're going to talk about the matchups, the bonuses, the whole nine. Let's bring on Jake Donovan for Jake's take. You're rocking with the morning punching show with RB and J, and now it's time for Jake's take. Hey, some good shit for once. Yeah, it's a really, really good time to be a boxing fan. All right, what's up, Jake? Hey, what's up, Jay? What's up, RB? How are you? Hey, good morning. All right. Well, Jake, let's get into it. You are all, like RB yeah. mentioned, you are all over the World Boxing <laughs> Super Series this weekend. Man, it sounds like it's shaping up to be some good stuff. What you got for us, Jake? Well, you know, what I really loved about this is just how they, they just uh, they went right to the chase. I mean, the whole show took about 45 minutes. There was no massaging anything. They just went, they brought all the participants on. They went right to the draft. I mean, George Groves was first on stage. He made his pick. And I, I just thought it felt like an award show. And I was, I was talking to Richard Schaefer about it. He knew exactly what to expect from this. He knew this was going to be a high-class event, and even he said that this blew away all his expectations. It's like he's genuinely excited for this tournament to begin. I mean, that's what you want to hear from promoter. Not, you know, the, the misery that always comes with all these guys, you know, complaining about the whitest of rich white man problems all the time. But, you know, yeah. just that you want to be excited about the products you're putting forth. I mean, this is what we're getting with uh, the World Boxing Super Series. What I love is everyone was kind of indifferent about the super middleweight division, which I was as well. But you're looking at the matchups, there's not a lot of slam dunks in there. I mean, the cruiserweight bracket, mm. there's going to be a lot of great fights, but a couple of, like, Usyk is already a, a 25-1 favorite over Marco Hook. You know, there's a couple of fights where, you know, you can kind of envision who's going to the semifinals. 
But the super middleweight bracket, I mean, it, there's really no clear-cut favorite. I, that's what I love. That's what you want in a tournament. Who, who are some guys that we are familiar with in the super middleweight division? I think I saw an American in there. Yes. Um, Rob, is Brandt Rob Brandt. Is, he trains Rob with Brandt, yeah. uh, Derek James. Is that right? With Errol Spence that, and those guys? Yes, that is correct. He is the lone um, U.S.-born participant. Uh, Union Dordicos is in the cruiserweight division. He's a Cuban who lives in Miami. But, yeah, Rob Brandt is a lone American, uh, moving up in weight from a middleweight, I believe. And he w- the, he was even surprised that nobody really picked him. He was just kind of the leftover pick. He went to Jurgen Brommer because Jurgen was the number four seed, and Brandt was just the only guy that wasn't picked by one, two, or three. It just seemed like none of them really, you know, were excited about, I guess, that style matchup. So he, he thought he was going to be the first one picked. He thought, you know, uh, everyone would, would just view him as the soft touch of the tournament. But I, I kind of like his chances because he brings a little something different. You know, there's a lot of European style in, uh, really in both brackets. So, you know, Rob Brandt brings a little bit something different, I think. Maybe that's why Nobleman was really in a hurry to, to fight him in the opening round. So, um, well, I, I'm the, not saying I like cruise, his chances to go all the way, but he, he can pull up an upset or two. Yeah, it'd be nice to see uh, one of our guys get pretty far in these tournaments. The cruiserweight bracket and the breakdown of the results are it's just complete madness. I mean, I think everyone – is so excited for this cruiserweight <laughs> tournament. Do you have any um, idea on any start dates or bonus amounts, or do you know anything more that you could share with us? I, absolutely. Um, my understanding is that all eight fights will be its own main event. They're not going to be like on one show. It's not going to be like Boxino where you saw all the cru- uh, quarterfinals on one show and then semifinals on another. It's going to be eight straight weeks from September 9th, I believe, is going to be the first date, and it's going to run all the way through uh, October 26th. 21st and 28th, but eight consecutive every week between uh, September and October. I know there's two dates that are already guaranteed. Um, September 16th is Callum Smith. He's going to be, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, Callum Smith is going to be fighting September 16th in, um, in Liverpool, I believe, and then October 14th is going to be George Groves and Jamie Cox. The interesting thing about that matchup, they were uh, actually teammates in the amateurs, actually roommates. And so, uh, and Groves kind of gave him a backhanded compliment. You know, he knew what to expect. He even called him, you know, let's get the easiest pick out of the way. That's why he chose him first. So, you know, Jamie Cox said, hey, I'm ready to bury a seed right here. So, um, I actually like that matchup because George Groves is like one of the most boomable number one seeds that you can envision in any tournament. You, you mm-hmm. don't look at him and say he's the best super middleweight in the world. And this guy is the top seed at super middleweight. So, um, uh-huh. you know, I actually count Callum Smith and Eric Scoglin. I mean, even that's the matchup. I don't. I, you know, I'm not going to say, you know, Calum Smith is going to race straight off into the semifinals. So, um, you know, those two dates right off the bat, really looking forward to that. As far as bonuses, my understanding is that every winner in the opening round will be guaranteed a $1 million win bonus. In addition wow. to what wow. Richard described. Yeah, $1 million. In addition to what Richard Schaefer described as um, career high paydays right off the bat. These guys will be making more money than they have had in any fight in the very first fight of the tournament. Uh, the top bonus will be uh, the winners in each bracket. At the very end, we'll get a $2 million win bonus. So, and I think it's going to be like around 1.25 or 1.5 in between. So, yeah, in addition to, I mean, you know, the, whoever wins each bracket can wind up making about $10 million in this, you know, in three fights. Wow. That's some really nice you know, money for guys who aren't quite household names. So, wait, how do we, how do we get to $10 million? <laughs> Well, between the guaranteed purse and then the win bonus. I mean, if you win three fights, that's about, you know, four and a half million dollars right there. Wow. Wow. 
Yeah. Let so me ask you, you this, Jacob. <laughs> while we're talking about this win bonus and everything, that what was the initial vetting system? We knew they wanted to have top contenders or um, title holders in the tournament, but, but um, you know, like we talked about last week, Steve Cunningham wanted to get in, couldn't get in. What was the vetting system for the people who weren't champions? If you know. Um, well, I know everyone was supposed to be ranked within the top 15 of any given um, alphabet organization. So I'm not sure of Steve Cunningham's current situation. I mean, he's kind of gone back and forth between cruiserweight and heavyweight. Mm-hmm. Not sure he's really right. a contender at either division right now other than just, you know, a, a former champ who, you know, wants to get back into the mix. But um, it's, I know, like, guys like Noel Gavor was mentioned. Uh, Andrew Tabidi at one point was supposed to be all but confirmed in the tournament. Uh, Christoph Glavosky was supposed to be in it. Glavosky wound up, he's the alternate, which is pretty scary for any cruiserweight because you're looking at this bracket. You're thinking, hey, I get past one guy. Gossipin, your next opponent gets hurt. You know, Glavosky's going to be your next opponent. So, hmm. you know, there's, <laughs> there's no safe turns in this tournament. But, um, yeah, a lot of guys who, you know, actually didn't get invited to the tournament, you know, a few people on Twitter, they were saying, you can make a, a second cruiserweight tournament and it's still going to be fire. I mean, uh, wow. you know, Lunga Makabu, uh, you know, Yuri Kalenga. There, there's a lot of – Dennis Lebedev, who just fought and won last weekend. I mean, there, there's a lot of cruiserweights waiting in the wings. I mean, so um, it Great seemed like they really did their work in cruiserweight. At super middleweight, I kind of get the sense they were looking at a few more key uh, participants. You know, David Benavides would have been fantastic to enter this tournament. He's going to get his oh, title yeah. shot anyway. Um, I know right. they wanted Callum Smith and Anthony Durrell as part of this tournament. You know, mm. Durrell declined, as Durrells do when it comes to tournaments, I guess. But he's but now he's going to be fighting for a title. So, I mean, you know, it kind of all wins out, you know, in the end. Even the guys who, you know, didn't get what they want, they're still getting something outside of this. So uh, that's what I'm saying. It's just, you know, it, it's finally for once. It's like there's no skepticism. It's, you love this tournament. Even the guys who aren't in the tournament, there's something kind of waiting for them. You know, I mean, I can't speak for Steve Cunningham, but for guys like Darrell and Benavides who didn't make the tournament, they're still fighting for a title. So, you know, there, there's a lot to go around right now. Even I if you lose, I would love to know what Anthony Durrell is going to be making for his vacant title fight that he didn't want to participate in a tournament that's going to be paying millions <laughs> exactly. of dollars right off the bat. That's ugh. exactly because I highly doubt Durrell getting more than a million for his potential title fight. Even if you take an L, you're still winning. You're still getting a career payday. Period. Yeah, exactly. Now he's getting less money against you know Benavides, who I, I said last year was really one of the brightest that's prospects in the sport. Now he's one of the best rising contenders in the sport, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I mean, that's a guy that can really run the tables. He's super middleweight. You know, as young as he is, he's only getting better. Yes, he is. So, I there's a lot of PBC more. money left over. I don't see those guys you know, making uh, World Boxing Super Series money. If I'm going to catch a fade, I need some more money. Because you're going to catch a fade in the title <laughs> shot, or you're going to catch a fade in the tournament. So, at least make it financially Absolutely. beneficial. Yes. Well, our other hot topic, uh, and thank you for recapping all of that for us and the whole draft and paying so close attention to everything. The other hot topic that came out a few days ago is that Floyd Mayweather filed this lawsuit (laughs) against the IRS. So apparently he's lacking some cash for his taxes from like 2015. (laughs) And I guess he asked for some type of installment uh, plan for after the McGregor fight. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say, Floyd Mayweather is broke. But what I am going to say is that the entire world knows Floyd Mayweather to be about money. And he gloats about it. He talks about it. All of his fans talk about he's the richest boxer ever. And they're always counting his pockets. But then when something like this comes out into the media, we're not supposed to talk about his money. We're not supposed to talk about his taxes. Like, it's considered gossip when we talk about Mm. this part of his money. So you can't really have it both ways. So, Per law360.com, they put out a little article that Floyd did file a lawsuit um, to meet his, you know, 2015 tax liabilities, whatever, whatever. Um, 
Jake, what more do you know? I know Boston's team put some things out there that he still owes federal taxes for 2015. Right. There seems to be a pattern here. <laughs> yeah, the pattern is every time he owes money, he seems to take a big fight. Um, he, yeah. you know, he came back in 2009 when he owed money from, uh, I guess, the Ricky Hatton fight in 2007. And part of the problem is when, I guess, you file taxes with these boxing events. It's like when a big event happens in the second part of the year, like with Hatton, that was like a December 2007 pay-per-view, which did really well. He started seeing that money like deep into 2008 after the tax season was well over and you could file. So then in 2009, he got hit with, well, see, now you owe this amount of taxes. So he wound up fighting Juan Manuel Marquez in his comeback fight. And, mm-hmm. you know, and on and on. You know, Pacquiao paid off, you know, the Canelo fight. So now Conor McGregor's mm-hmm. paying off, I guess, the Andre Berto fight because that was the, the later fight of 2015. So what I'm curious to see now, he's going to fight Conor McGregor in August. So, you know, when does he start getting paid for this pay-per-view once it starts doing its ridiculous numbers? Are we going to see another comeback in 2019 when he owes money in 2017? So it's just it's it's a, it's a really strange relationship that Floyd has. You know, Leonard Ellerby says, you know, we have a, a fantastic relationship with the IRS. I'm almost positive that's an exact quote. But, you know, it just, you know, Floyd, it's at least by my count, at least the eighth time he's gone through this with the IRS. And I'm not throwing stones. I mean, hell, you know, we've all got hit by them. I'm sure at one point, yeah. you know, I get a letter every couple of years. So. Um, but it's, it's just strange for someone who's as rich as Floyd that, you know, he just he has to look at his next fight in order to pay off past that. It's. You know, you figure you'd want to have cash on hand or just hire a better accountant and, you know, make sure that this, you know, you don't have these tax problems every two years. Right. Yeah, and, you know, and, and that was my point earlier. You know, nobody's saying he's broke. Nobody's no. saying he doesn't have it. It's that there seems to be a pattern here with, mm-hmm. you know, when he fights and when the IRS comes after him. And he's got a lot of properties. He's got a lot of vehicles, a lot of jewelry. He's got a lot of, you know, like assets. Right. And, um, you know, everyone that knows Floyd knows that he makes a ton of money and he loves to spend a ton of money. <laughs> exactly. And I think with this situation, too, the the issue is that the IRS wanted him instead of doing like I think it's like a short term installment plan that he asked for, whereas he wanted it to be like, you know, for three months, he makes, you know, payments, you know, kind of on good faith until the, you know, he starts seeing some liquid assets, as he calls it, from uh, you know, OIC. He said very liquidy, you know, fight with uh, mm-hmm. Conor McGregor. They wanted him to sell off some of his assets, you know, sell the house, sell the strip club, sell, you know, the one of the 19 cars you have, you know, and give us all cash. So, you know, Floyd decided he wanted to do that. You know, Floyd worked hard for his gifts. He wants to keep his gifts. And, you know, he decided once he has, uh, you know, some funds from that liquidity fight with Conor McGregor, then the IRS will get their money in due time. Hmm. Well, the saga continues. We'll just have to see what happens. Uh, big fight, big fight weekend this week. Before we let you go, because we're gonna uh, try to get Kevin Farmer on the line next. I yes. uh, wanted to get your quick prediction. I don't need you to really okay. break it all down, but this weekend there's a, <laughs> there's some big fights in LA. Um, mm. We got Joe Smith versus Sullivan Barrera. Your quick pick. I am going with, uh, I, I'm staying with my Long Island homie. I'm going to go with Joe Smith by knockout once again. I think Sullivan Rare might be the better boxer. I don't think he has the chance to hold up to Joe Smith's pressure and power for 12 rounds. I like Joe Smith by late round. How about Omar Figueroa versus Robert Guerrero? I think this is going to be a very competitive fight. In the end, Omar Figueroa is going to find a way to win a decision, whether he deserves it or not. And last <laughs> one, we got Chris. Ubank Jr. versus Arthur Abraham over there in London. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. The odds makers already seem to have Chris Ubank Jr. fighting um, Abney Yieldstream in the, in the first round of the World Boxing Super Series. So who am I to question that? I guess the outcome is predetermined. I'm going to go with Eubank. Uh, I will say by decision. I don't know if he's going to stop Abraham, but I think he'll beat him at least 10 rounds to two. 
All right. Well, Jake, thank you so much for bringing us Jake's take. You can check out Jake on Twitter at Jake and the Box, and he also is over there at FlightNights.com. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day. We're going to take a quick commercial break and bring on Kevin Farmer. All right. Thank you both for making me relevant. <laughs> any vehicle, any age, any mileage. With Nationwide Auto Warranties, you will stop paying unexpected costly repair bills and let an extended auto warranty pay. Go to NationwideAutoWarranties.com for an instant email quote or call 1-866-352-4999 for a free no-obligation phone quote. So stop paying and let Nationwide Auto Warranties get you your coverage today. Again, that number is 1-866-352-4999 or visit NationwideAutoWarranties.com. Okay, I think we've got Kevin Farmer on the line. Good morning, Kevin. Hey, good morning. Hey, listen, lots of commotion the past few days. Um, Once again, between you and Gervonta Davis, it's like the saga continues. Um, Everybody wants you guys to fight. It seemed like there was going to be an opportunity for you to finally land that fight when Salido withdrew from there. Uh, But then last night, you find out on social media, through Leonard Ellerby on Twitter, that the fight ain't happening. What? Why couldn't this fight happen? And how much? How does it suck to find that out on Twitter? <laughs> I mean, I, I was already kind of expecting it. Um, they, they 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 protected him, so it's not it's not really it wasn't really a big deal when I found it out. I mean, if it would have happened, it'd have been great. But um, when I found out it wasn't gonna happen, I was like, okay, I kind of figured that. Damn. So you weren't disappointed? No, I wasn't disappointed because I know they protecting him. I mean, Davis, um, he he kind of he he kind of talk a lot like he got the power to make his own moves when he really don't. But deep down inside, I already know it's up to his team and whatever they want. That's the route they gonna move, whether he want to move a different way or not. Talking about team, were you guys aggressive in trying to get that fight? As soon as you found out Salido was out, was your promoter, you know, making those calls for you? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I, I talked to him about it. I called him and talked to him about it, and he was down for it. But um, I don't know what he was doing behind the scenes. I'm pretty sure he was, though. I felt that it would have been more courteous if somebody would have called you last night and said, hey, Kevin, you know, the fight's not going to happen for whatever reason. We're moving on. And late last night we saw Leonard Ellerby tweet you and said, you know, keep grinding, tanks locked in. You know, I just felt like it sucked that you as a fighter have to find out that you're not getting a fight on Twitter. It's <laughs> all good. I mean... I'm I'm a I'm an outgoing open person though. It, it, it's all fun. I don't I don't really I don't, it don't really bother me. But I know in September I am fighting for the Eliminator, and um, after that then they have no choice. Yeah. So let's talk about September. Let's move forward. Let's move past Tank and all that. Um, I thought that you were supposed to be fighting Billy Dib soon, and I see that he's actually got a fight coming up in New York. Yeah, Billy Dib. Um. I guess it's not something that he wants. I mean, if anybody get a chance to fight for Eliminator, um, they will. But I guess he probably didn't think he was ready. I mean, it, it is a tough fight coming off a layoff fight in seven performance. So mm-hmm. I guess he wanted to move a different. I guess he wanted to move a different route, and I respect it. 
Yeah. Uh, well, we know a few months ago you, you were injured in one of your fights. You got surgery. I know that you've been in recovery. How is that going for you? Were you even going to be 100% healthy if you did get the tank fight? I, honestly, my, my opinion, I actually wasn't going to be 100% healthy, but that's something that I was willing to risk. And I know um, I know I'll beat him. I, I'll beat Tank at I beat him at 70%. I mean, he the, the the young kid definitely can fight. He got a lot of skills, but I just think it's a lot of hype making the fight seem more closer than what it really is. And um, I was willing to risk it all, and I was going to prove it with no excuses. Uh, I I really did want to take the eliminator first, but once my guy went to a different show and once Toledo got injured, I'm like, wow, um, this is the opportunity. I mean, I'm gonna mm-hmm. just, just go for this one. I'm gonna just go for this one. It's been a lot of talking going on. And, like, for me, when I talk, I mean, now it's out of 10, whatever I say, um, the Bella's going to back it up. So, when I when I say these things about, like, I can, I can want to fight anybody or do anything, the Bella's going to back my every move. And, and Tank Case, he, he, he talked, but his promoter's not going to back on every move. I mean, if, if your promoter believe in, believe in you that much, they'll basically do whatever you want. I mean, I, obviously, they don't really believe in him or think that he can beat me. Because if so... Um, the fight will happen. It's not like um, nobody knows who I am. I'm probably one of the biggest names without a title in the division. Top five, you know? So well, it's not like Yeah, I will say this much. I know you really want to fight him, and it sounds like he really want to, wants to fight you too. And I think you're right. It's the politics. It's the business. You know, they want to make money. It's what they feel makes sense or, you know, who would be more of an attraction? Um, I, I think it was a, a lot political. I think if it were up to let's you be, and Tank, the fight would happen. Let's be honest. Um, even even political, we'll fight. We'll fight. We'll make more money besides Man Tank right now. I can't name. Uh, one. I mean, it's just, I, I, I besides besides our division, I can't really name it. Well, before before we before we let you go, before we let you go, who do you think Tank does fight on this card? Um, probably for Toner, probably yeah, probably that's what I've been hearing. But I, I think it probably will be him. That'd be a good matchup, honestly. Yeah. Well, listen, Kevin, thank you for doing a quick drive by. We just wanted to get your side yeah. of the story. You know, we you know we were beating the drum for you to get yeah, this fight because we want to see who gets the big fight. Yeah, you're definitely welcome, but stop by any time and keep us posted with what you got coming up. Okay, I really appreciate it, man. I really do. All right. Have a good week. All right, you too. Bye-bye. All right. It's a night of boxing royalty you won't want to miss. This is James Smith from In This Corner TV. The Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame will be holding its fifth annual induction ceremony on August the 12th in the fight capital of the world, Las Vegas. Many of the legends of the sport, past and present, will be on hand for this charity event, and you will want to be right there with them. For more information about this amazing event, please go to nvbhof.com. Tickets are on sale now. All right. It looks like we are back. And before we are joined by our next guest, Mikey Garcia, why don't we jump into a few in case you missed it topics over the past week. News you might have missed. You know, it's a lot going on out there in the world. 
So let's start off with uh, more numbers are emerging from the Ward Kovalev 2 fight. According to Kevin Idek of Boxing Scene, roughly 40% of the fans that attended the Andre Ward Sergey Kovalev rematch on June 17th didn't pay anything for their tickets. The announced attendance oh. for the fight was 10,592, which means 4,226 tickets for that event were comped. So, you know, another. Some sad news coming out of the promotion of what was probably one of the most relevant fights of the year, a fight that was anticipated, but it wasn't anticipated enough to make people drive to Vegas and buy tickets for the fight. Some other news that I stumbled upon late, late last night, speaking of Team War, but more specifically Jay Prince, it looks like he's got another fighter in his stable now that he's advising, and that fighter is none other than Bermain Stavern. In a post what? on his Facebook account, yeah, I saw that late last night when I was about to sign it out for the evening. He posted a picture of him and Jay Prince with the caption, with my longtime homie Jay Prince, this isn't just a picture. Hashtag guess what? Hashtag finally done. Hashtag, oh. ha- hashtag heavyweight champ path. Hashtag and the new. So it looks like Jay Prince picked up Bermain Stavern, so he joins um, with our guy Bryant Jennings over in the Jay Prince uh-huh. stable. Maybe we'll get a fight between the two of them on the next Ward fighter. You never know what's going to happen over there with uh, the J. Prince stable. So, Bermain Stavern, welcome to Rap-A-Lot. In other, in case you missed it, news, Leo Santa Cruz and Abner Mares, too, have been finalized and will land at the Staples Center on October 7th. Great news for fans who are concerned that the fight will land on the same day as the Superfly card. So, that's great. We get our fix here in the Los Angeles area. We get Superfly, and we get Santa Cruz versus Mars 2 on October 7th. So that is really, really good. And other people, boy, people just spilling the tea on their social media, and I'm here to scoop it on up for them. James (laughs) Kirkland, who Ann Wolf posted last night that she's, she's still riding a wave of Wonder Woman after appearing in Wonder Woman. She's still riding that Hollywood wave, and she says she's in talks to bring her story to the screen. She says she's currently fielding a couple of offers that she's been approached to uh, bring her story to the screen. So we might be getting the Ann Wolf biopic in the near future. So be on the lookout for that. In other, in case you missed it news, after getting shut out by Canelo Alvarez, Julio Cesar Chavez says he's ready to return to the ring in December. <laughs> and he wants, <laughs> he, yeah, he's a glutton for punishment. Let's just hold on, hold on to your watch, brother. And who does he want to see in December? Daniel Jacobs. He said he was so proud of his ability to get down to 163 for the Canelo fight that he wants to hang around there and he wants to fight Daniel Jacobs. What you like? You like that Chavez Jr. Daniel Jacobs, RB? No, not at all. <laughs> I think Jacobs runs through him, but hey, if he wanted, give him what the give the man what he's asking for. I'm sure Daniel Jacobs <sighs> would love that action. And uh, the, also, and in case you missed it, news there were stories that were surfacing about a week ago of the opportunity to go tra- to, to go train at the Mayweather Gym for you get a 2-hour session at the Mayweather Gym and it's $650 for this 2-hour session experience at the <laughs> Mayweather Gym but according to and I'm actually going to um hit my boy Robert Littell from BSO from Black Sports Online he had a chance to go to a late night workout with Floyd while he was in Vegas this weekend for some other business and he asked Floyd about it, and he said he has nothing to do with that. He didn't even know what was going on. He said his uh, his uncle Jeff Mayweather is 
work is that's his deal. He didn't know anything about it. He and Jeff have no relationship right now. He didn't go into any details, but he is not part of this Mayweather gym experience. So if you're going to Vegas hoping to work out with Floyd, it ain't going to happen. So that's about I, it. I'm not, but you know what, Jay, I'm not even going to knock their hustle. I mean, everybody wants to go I'm to that either. gym. They want to train, they want to train with a Mayweather, whether it's Jeff, the father, the, the, the son, the daughter. I mean, they all want to go in there and train. And they're like, well, we're going to eat off that. So for six weeks, we'll right. do some mitt work with you for a couple hours. We'll let you hit the bag. I mean, everybody in there trying to eat. Now, I don't know if I believe so much that he does not have a relationship with Jeff because if everyone remembers, it was kind of Jeff who took over after the father. And then Roger came in. But uh, family, shady business. Hey, you know, the Mayweathers, they always got something going on. Also, in the last couple of, in case you missed it, topics, real quick, we've got um, Felix Verdejo versus Terry Flanagan, set for September mm-hmm. 16th. Sink or swim season for Felix Verdejo uh, yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And if you are hoping to make the trip this September with RB and I, so sorry, so sad. Canelo Triple G is sold DF out. There are no <laughs> more tickets for the fight, so... Better get the wings together, make some carne asada, and get ready for the fight because you won't be going to the T-Mobile to see that fight. It is sold out. And that's all I got in case you missed the topics. Yeah, I'm looking forward to see how this undercard shapes out. I wonder if Matisse will be on it, uh, what other big fights they can make. The closed circuit venues will be announced shortly. So as Jay said, the tickets have sold out. So if you are in Vegas, you're probably going to have to go to, you know, an MGM-affiliated hotel to watch it in a ballroom or go to a fight party or, like, a bar, something like that. Yes, and that's all we got. So uh, why don't we go ahead and take another quick commercial break, and when we come back, our guest, we'll be back with our guest, Mikey Garcia. All right. Any vehicle, any age, any mileage. With Nationwide Auto Warranties, you will stop paying unexpected costly repair bills and let an extended auto warranty pay. Go to NationwideAutoWarranties.com for an instant email quote or call 1-866-352-4999 for a free no-obligation phone quote. So stop paying and let Nationwide Auto Warranties get you your coverage today. Again, that number is 1-866-352-4999 or visit NationwideAutoWarranties.com. For all the latest news, interviews, and boxing schedules, visit BoxingInsider.com. Providing readers with everything from the latest fight schedules to interviews with your favorite boxers. BoxingInsider.com has you covered from top to bottom. BoxingInsider.com is looking for new writers. Think you have what it takes to join the team? Submit your articles to our team at info at BoxingInsider.com. Visit BoxingInsider.com today, the only boxing website where you become the fifth man in the corner. And we are back. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the Morning Punching Show with RB and J. Back for another Monday morning. In case you missed it, we already talked to Tevin Farmer to give his side of the whole trying to get the fight with Javante Davis. Unfortunate for him that he's not getting the fight. So now we wait and see who Javante Davis gets in the future. Maybe RB might have something on that for us later. Ooh, Maybe she won't. you got to you got to stay tuned for word on the curb. Yeah, you got to keep listening. But while we're waiting, it's such a busy fight weekend in Vegas. Unfortunately, you know, we got a couple big fights. Maybe I'll run through some of the early yeah. fights that are taking place on Friday, July 14th. Um, 
If you are tuned in on Friday and want to watch some boxing on Showtime from Miami, Oklahoma, Miami, Oklahoma, wow. Um, Ivan Baranchik versus Keenan Smith are going to be headlining that card. Also on Friday the 14th at Mexico City on Telemundo, Romulo Cosici versus Joseph Verasa. And in L.A. on Australia TV, Roger Gutierrez versus Renee Alvarado. And I think that we have uh, our guest calling in. Just one second. Let me see what we got. Good morning. You are live with the Morning Punching Show. Who is this and where are you calling from? Good morning. Good morning. Mikey right here. Mikey Garcia, is that you? Me. Good morning. Welcome, 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 Mikey. I've been wanting to talk to you for a while. We're glad to have you. For those of you just tuning in, we're joined by Mikey Garcia. We're going to talk about the Broner fight, of course, and what's going on with Mikey Garcia. But i got to ask you a couple questions before we get started. I went to go follow you on Instagram last night, and I couldn't follow you because you were private. And then you approved me, and there's nothing there. What happened to the Instagram? Do you have a stalker? You didn't post no new pictures or nothing. What happened on Instagram? Where is everything? Where the kids? Where the family? Where the ranch? Uh, actually, I'm having trouble having having trouble logging in all the time. Somebody apparently hacked into my social media accounts and uh, oh. deleted a lot of everything. And I recover it, but then they get right back on it a few minutes later. So I and I'll put I'll posted a picture up, but then they quickly logged me back out, and it's just a cat and mouse game. Oh. So it just happens. Oh, that's that's that, that happened to me with James. <laughs> it might be. And also, you know, last time I had a chance to chat with you, you know, you were getting settled into the ranch, and kids were having a good time. How are the kiddos? How are they shooting these days? Oh, are we losing? No, well, we're we're you know the 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 camp. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. You're a little. You keep going in and out, but I can hear you. Yes, we're still here. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm up here in camp, and uh, sorry for the signal is not not the greatest out here. Um, but uh, you know we're we're working out hard. I got my team here at, at camp, and you know we're just you know about to uh. You know, I get the uh, last uh, good days of sparring in, you know, the, the hard sessions at the gym, and I'm um, looking forward for, for the fight on the 29th. And I think we all are looking forward to that fight, and I'll tell you, I feel like it came out of left field, you know, when I don't think anybody expected this matchup to happen so soon. How did this fight even come about? Like, who brought it up? Who proposed the fight? Hello. Boy, they so focused on camp, they're not even letting cell phone signals into the camp. That's when you know camp is something serious. Mikey, are you still with us? Uh-oh. I think we've, we've lost him, and we might need to get him to dial back in. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We're going to... I think we lost him. We're going to have to get him to uh, call back in with us because he dropped off of the line. 
I'm going to run a, a one more quick commercial, and when we come back, we'll get him back on the line. Yep. It's a night of boxing royalty you won't want to miss. This is James Smith from In This Corner TV. The Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame will be holding its fifth annual induction ceremony on August the 12th in the fight capital of the world, Las Vegas. Many of the legends of the sport, past and present, will be on hand for this charity event, and you will want to be right there with them. For more information about this amazing event, please go to nvbhof.com. Tickets are on sale now. And we are waiting. Remember, if you want to support the Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame, please do so. We'll be tweeting out the leaks periodically, and uh, that way you can support this worthy cause. Boy, the reception must be really, really terrible. For those of you who don't know, Mikey Garcia lives out in this big fence ranch where he has plenty of land to run and do what he needs to do in privacy to prepare for the fight. So I'm guessing it's really, really remote where he's living so he could have all that land. So hopefully we'll get a chance. He needs one of those like big suitcase phones like they have in the military and that'll probably work. So in the meantime, we'll wait for him to dial back in. We don't have him quite yet. So uh, continue on. Uh, I'll give you one more fight that's happening this weekend while we wait for him to call back in on Saturday, of course, at the at in Inglewood, California at the forum in my backyard. Uh, the fight is headlined by Miguel Burchan versus Takashi Miura for Burchan's WBC Junior Lightweight title. And also in the co-main event, Jezreel Corrales versus Robinson Castellanos for Corrales's WBA Junior Lightweight title. And as uh, Jake Donovan mentioned during Jake Tate, we've got Joe Smith Jr. versus Sullivan Barrera. So some good fights happening over here in my neck of the woods this weekend. And I know a lot of you are looking forward to that. Also happening this weekend from Uniondale, New York, uh, PBC on Fox. Also, as mentioned, Omar Figueroa versus Robert Guerrero uh, headlining that card. And the co-feature, Marcus Brown versus Shawnee Monahan. I still wanted that Joe Smith versus Shawnee Monahan fight, but yeah. they were fighting yeah. different people on the same weekend. You know, um, I, that show, I think, is really being overshadowed by this whole Mayweather-McGregor press tour. They actually go into New York this week, and mm. it's just gobbling up everything else that's going on. So, I mean, it was already kind of bad enough that you had two Mexicans fighting in Long Island, and then you get this whole thing with uh, Mayweather-McGregor. But, all right, I think we actually got Mikey Garcia back, Jay. Yes, we do. Mikey, Mikey. Hey, uh I'm here. I'm sorry. Uh, like the signal's not not but okay. it, it, It's all right. Well, then we'll try to get through this really, really quick with you. I was saying that it seems like this whole fight with Broner really came out of left field, you know. And I, I wanted to know how this fight even came about. Who thought about it? Who made that first call to bring that to your attention? Well, um, a few months back, um, I think it was sometime like in February when. I was speaking with Showtime, and uh, we were looking at maybe getting a fight with Adrian Broner at the end of the year. So the plan was to get a fight this summer and have uh, Broner also fight this summer on separate cards and try to build up a fight between both of us for the end of the year. Um, but when when my fights were not available to those the title unification fight that I wanted was not available and the title defenses were not interesting enough. Um mm-hmm. I heard Adrian Broner, you know, also was having a little bit of a 
problems finding an opponent worthy, and so they just asked if uh, we would be willing to take on Adrian Broner this summer, and I said, let's do it. I mean, I'm I'm up for that. Why not? And uh, he he was uh, up for it right away too. So it actually was a very easy, you know, fight to be made. Um, we didn't expect this fight this summer. We wanted it at the end of the year, but here we are now. So. With a win over Broner, what does that do for you? I mean, is that even a big deal anymore to be a guy like Adrian Broner? I mean, he's a big name, but what's it do for you? It's, it's a big, big uh, fight, big name, uh, profile fight. All the fans are talking about the fight a lot, and you know, still, still a fight that that James uh, Lopez. I mean, I hear more fight fight than the. Uh, fights uh, at, at around the division where I'm at. So, you know, mm-hmm. that, that shows that, you know, the fans are excited for, for my fight with Adrian Broner. Do you stay at 140? Well, we see what um, coming down to or have um, title defense at lightweight before making a permanent jump to 140 but if yeah. the options are not there then I'll, I'll make that decision after the fight okay that makes sense so we do know that there is a penalty somewhere in the contract if Broner misses weight which is which he is known to do how focused do you think he is to make the weight is the penalty that harsh where you think he's going to come in and make the weight well I actually think he's taking things very serious um, and you can see how he moved his camp to Colorado. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he, he knows it's a, a difficult fight for him also. He's not fighting anybody. Yeah. You know, he's fighting me. So he's definitely taking things serious. So I, I, I believe he's going to make weight. I think he's, uh, like he said in the past, times he didn't care to make the weight or he moved the weight because there was no need. There was nothing really to be struggling to make 140, he just said fight at a higher weight. But this time, there there is you know something at stake, which is a fight with me. And if he doesn't, then yeah, there, there will be some, some penalties and fines. But I think he's going to be in great shape for this fight. Hmm. We know, All right. we know for this we know for this fight that you got the special exception to fight Broner instead of um, instead of fighting your mandatory Jorge Linares. Um, you said, you know, if the options are there, you'll remain at 140. Is that still a viable fight for you in the future, fighting against Linares? I do want Linares. Um, I actually want Linares. Um, but um, last time, the fight negotiations were, were not available. So I hope we can get Linares after this fight. Um, hopefully we can get him at the end of the year. And before I make my permanent jump, I will definitely uh, – really like the fight with Linares and unify the titles there and, you know, just, you know, in a way claim, claim you know, the best of, of lightweight division. It seems like you're in a really great position right now. You've been able to maneuver and make some really great fights, getting your career right back on track where you left it before you had the, the time away after separating from top rank. How are you still enjoying your free agency and, even now, are you still getting tons of calls from people wanting to sign you and offer you, 
you know, a street paved with gold? You know, how is free agency <laughs> still treating you right now? Look, I, I like the position where I'm at because I have, you know, options. I have flexibility. I can guide myself. I do have people still, you know, making, you know, attempts and, and, and um, making offers and then talking to me. And, and I'm, I'm still available to speak to anybody, and I still have had those conversations with many people. Um, so I'm still open to discuss anything, you know, that, that involves my career and my future. But however, I do feel that my position right now as a free agent is working well for me. I, I don't, I don't have any rush to sign with anybody. If I'm capable of securing these fights by fight deal, then, you know, I, I think this is, this is what I, I'm going to do for, for, for this, you know, next stage of my career. I know Robert mentioned to us once before that there could be Mikey Garcia promotions in the future. Now that you've had some time and joined your free agency, do you still feel do you still feel like going in that direction right now, maybe in the future, or is that even a thought to be to join the promoter side of the business as well? Well, we we can definitely do a promote Mikey a promotion, and I I already have all that already uh, pretty much finalized and done. I just I don't I don't think I have the time right now to sign fighters and start mm-hmm. putting shows on my own. So I want to focus on my career first, um, and maybe maybe soon after, then I I could actually look into promoting. But uh, as it is right now, you know I'm I'm very involved with my career. I'm focused. I uh, need to pay a lot of attention and and uh, see where where I want to go in, in in my own career first before I decide to take any other you know business. Uh, decisions like that, promotion and, and other fighters. All right. Well, as we head into the fight with Adrian Broner, you know, I've read before that you went through the police academy, and uh, we know uh, Broner is not police material. So we've come up with some <laughs> ideas of what you should ring walk to for the fight against promoter that kind of, you know, pays tribute to your, your early police route. So we've got a few <laughs> suggestions for you for uh, ring walk music that we, and we're going to give you three choices and uh, we want you to choose which of these you would uh, ring walk to in the fight <laughs> against Broner. Are you ready? Let me see. <laughs> okay. Here's selection number one. So that is choice number one. We thought we've we've got this one for you too. We've got that one for you. Oh wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. That's Bronner's music. No, not not about the police. Okay, let's try this one. So we've got the bad boys theme, we've got I Shot the Sheriff, and we've got Sound of the Police. So Mikey Garcia, the police officer, if he's ring walking in New York to Adrian Broner, which of those are you going to choose? I like, I like uh, choice number one. I think that's something that's, that's good. There you go. <laughs> I, I think it's a it's, it's a good it's a good move for you. Hey, you might want to flip that's it and walk one. into that. You know, that's a good one for you. Well. 
Well, Mikey, it's always a pleasure talking to you. I was a little disappointed. I couldn't get with you when you did the L.A. press conference because there was a ton of us there, and I couldn't get in to ask you a few questions, but it's always good to catch up with you and and have you on the show and get an update on what you're doing. Anything, any final thoughts you want to put out there for the fans of yours that are listening into the show as you head get in closer to the fight with Brown? Uh, come join us uh, on the 29th at the Barclays in Brooklyn, uh, New York. And if they can't make it, you know, watch it on Showtime. Great, great fights, great show. And uh, as far as my social media, we're still trying to recover that. So just uh, be patient, Aww. man. I mean, you waited two two and a half years for for my return. Wait, wait, wait till a couple of weeks. Maybe I can get my social media back on. But I appreciate all the love and support, like always. Yeah, as long as you don't put any news of Black China on your social media, you should be good to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't, we don't do like that. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, thanks, Mikey. Thank Good luck to you, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Have a- because the right gift can speak volumes. For home, for fragrance, for great body products, think for Alma.com. Offering you the finest products for any and every occasion you can imagine. Say you care the right way and search through our catalog of more than 800 products, from tasteful jewelry to great leather goods. So remember, when you think gifts for any occasion... Think for Alma.com. All right, we are back. Before RB jumps into her word on the curve, I like Mikey Garcia coming into yeah. some bad boys, bad boys. That might be a good move. But uh, before RB jumps into the word on the curve, let me run through. Or actually, you know what? Let's go on and jump into the word on the curve, and we'll do the fight schedule last. All right, so our word on the curb, and hey, we still want to play Know It or Blow It. So if you want to play our boxing trivia game, press one. We'll pick you up, and you can win some free gifts from forama.com. Word on the curb here we go, is that Chilo versus Ubin fight action on the Leo Santa Cruz versus Madis card in October. Mm. All Last right. Week we told you that Lubin started camp and that he is in camp mode to fight um, Charlo. And so that really does look like it's happening and it could land on the Santa Cruz Mars card. Also, word on the curb, Glenn Tapia is said to be coming back. And he is said to be headlining on ESPN on a Golden Boy card probably sometime in September. And it's most likely that he will face Gary Spike O'Sullivan. Oh, he is God. the guy from Ireland. Um, I think Ubank has fought him before. Anyway, it's going to be another tough fight for Glenn Tapia. Don't know how much more this kid could take, but that is the word on the curb that he may be headlining in September on ESPN. That really, really scares and, me. Glenn Tapia has taken some bad blows. Yeah. Last bit of word on the curb is so, okay, we know that Javante Tank Davis is not fighting Toledo. He is not going to fight Kevin Farmer. So who the hell is he going to fight? Well, if you look at the rankings, okay, and you do two plus two equals four, and, you know, who makes sense and who doesn't, well, the word on the curve is that there may be two options. One is Javier Fortuna, and the other is Rocky Martinez. So Rocky Martinez is no longer a top-ranked fighter. So that actually would make some sense. Um, now, last time I saw Martinez, he was kind of blown out by Lomachenko. I think he did get a comeback fight or two in Puerto Rico. I'm quite not sure. But Tank's either going to fight uh, Fortuna or Rocky Martinez. I'm leaning more towards Rocky Martinez. Ooh. 
RB dropping the is, scoop from, from now we're waiting. Yeah. And that is um, all of the word on the curb I have. Now, now what I do want to add about this tank fight is the one thing that is missing from the Mayweather-McGregor pay-per-view is the Hispanic side of a pay-per-view event. So not that Mayweather-McGregor needs help selling pay-per-view buys, but they do want a really good undercard, and they do want to try to put some Hispanics on there, which, why, which is why the Tank Salido fight was so big, you know, a Mexican warrior. Um, and so, you know, it, it sucks for Tevin because, you know, it probably just wasn't stylistically appealing to the people above that make decisions. You know, you got two African-American fighters, and I, I just don't think it's what they wanted. So I, I see Tang fighting a Latino on this card for sure. That's going to be a good fight. Tank is uh, it's a great prime opportunity for him to really expose himself to a global audience because whether you like the event or not, people are going to watch it. It's just one of those WrestleMania-type things where millions of people are going to tune in. So kudos to Young Tank. That's a huge opportunity for someone so young and at this point in his career. Wow. Young Tank. I like that. I like that. Uh, Anybody willing to play Know It or Blow It? I see we do have somebody in the queue for some note or blow it. Let's see if this brave soul want to play. 267-595, you are on with the Morning Punch-In Show. Who is this and where are you calling from? Uh, Victor from Philly. What's up, Victor Vic? from Philly. Victor, What's do I know on? you, Victor from Philly? Yeah, yeah, I played before. Yeah. I'm... Oh, okay. Well, here we go. Um, today's prize will be from forama.com. We're going to give you 10 seconds on the clock. And uh, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, here we go. So, you know, there was a big cruiserweight tournament, and we want you to spell one of the fighters' names. And his name is Alexander Usyk. Spell Alexander Usyk. Thank you. U-Y-S-K? No, Alexander Usyk. Oh, the whole name is the last name. Both, first and last. Alexander Usyk. Oh, he hung up. He hung up. <laughs> <laughs> he hung up. There will be no Alexander Usyk killed in the morning session. This morning, I ain't spelling that. Damn all that. Oh man! So I guess uh, he got to give him. We got to give him this. Well, all right. Well, know it or blow. It was brought to you by forama.com. If there aren't any other uh, willing players, Jay, then I guess we can go ahead and wrap it up. All right, let's wrap it up. Let me finish up the weekend fight schedule. Alexander, right. what an intimidating name. So we got through the earlier fights. I already told you about what's happening on Friday and the big fight in Inglewood on uh, the 15th and also the New York fight also happening in London on Integrated Sports Pay-Per-View. Chris Eubank, Eubank Jr. versus Arthur Abraham. And in the co-main event, Lee Selby versus Jonathan Barros for Selby's IBF featherweight title. Could be a very important matchup for the future, um, you know, future opponents for a lot of people. The featherweight division is getting pretty live right now. So that is all for the weekend fight schedule. We do have a little bit of time, RB. Let's do a couple, let's do our quick predictions for 
Joe Smith versus Sullivan Barrera and Omar Figueroa for, versus Robert Guerrero. Let's pick those two fights because there's so many and we don't have time to get through predictions for all of them, so let's just pick those two. Joe Smith Jr. versus Sullivan Barrera. Who you got, RB? Oh, I don't know. My heart wants to go with Joe Smith because I really like him. He's a union worker. He's a blue-collar fighter. He's gotten it the hard way. But Barrera does have skills. I think it's, I think it's really a 50-50 fight. My heart's going with Smith. My brain is going with Barrera. I'm going to pick Sullivan Barrera by decision. All right. You listened in earlier. Jake Donovan said he's riding with his Long Island brother, Joe Smith Jr. Mm -hmm. And as the tiebreaker, I'm going to ride with RB. I'm going to ride with Sullivan Barrera because I just think Barrera has the better boxing skills and he's going to outbox him uh, over the course of the rounds and eke out a decision. It could be a split decision, but I look, I'm look. i looking for Sullivan Barrera to pull out the decision over Joe Smith Jr. And switching now over to PBC card, Omar Figueroa versus Robert Guerrero. Who you riding with in that one, RB? Oh, God, I hate to say I don't care, um, but I, I am <laughs> probably going to watch. I, I think um, Figueroa, Figueroa will pull it off. I think Robert Guerrero has had just enough wars I think he's just about shot. Um, Figueroa, Omar. All right. And our, uh, did Jay, I don't think Jake even gave us a pick. He just said it was going to be a war. But Omar Figueroa versus Robert Guerrero, I'm going to also go with Omar Figueroa just because he's younger. He's had brittle hand issues over the course of his career, but he's been out of the mm. ring for a while. Robert Guerrero has taken a lot of punishment, a lot of bloody tissue, a lot of things. His dad's probably going to be lit, unfortunately. We won't get to get the full gamut of uh, the elder Guerrero. But I'm going to pick Omar Figueroa in a very boring decision. I don't think he, st- I don't think he has the the hand strength to put down mm-hmm. Robert Guerrero, even though Robert Guerrero's had some wars, but I think he'll eke out a unanimous decision victory. Where he goes after that, I think he gets molly by the rest of the welterweight division, but hey, this is the fight at hand. So that's all I got, and I think that's all we have, RB. All right. Well, today's show is brought to you by NationwideAutoWarranties.com, ForArma.com, and TheBoxingInsider.com. We appreciate you for listening today. Thank you, Jay, for always being amazing. Catch us every Monday morning right here from 8 to 9. It's the Morning Punch-In Show. Get a good one.